towards the far post. Riften, Anton. Barisha, Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And oh, Diamante! Welcome back to All Out West. And this week, Jay and I are joined by Colt Hero, the shot stopper, and host of Roving Ryan. Jay, who do we have? We've got the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the best goalkeeper we've ever had and probably ever will have, Ryan Scott. Let's have a drink to him right now before he comes on. 100%. Welcome, Ryan Scott. How's it going? How are you, boys? Good to be here. Yeah, going well. Day off today, so just, just at home. Oh, so you just I'm put the gear on for the interview or? Yeah, thought I'd, thought I'd throw it on for you, lads. Oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate um, it. I'm going to go with a bit of a crazy one here. And uh, Palmy or Palmer, where you at on the age-old question? Palmer. Respect. Victorian. In the yeah. right camp, 100%. <laughs> We've uh, been disappointed in a few interviews thus far. And uh, so thank you for bringing the, the ratio back up. Yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. So, uh, Ryan, did you know that you were the All Out West podcast player of the year for last season as well? Oh, beauty. I think I did yeah. say that. I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I've got a good relationship with the fans, so, it's, yeah, it was nice to be recognised. That's good. I'm not saying Jay is Especially responsible having... for that, that guy there. Yeah. Like... Pushing the agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. I'm pretty sure I did it in season one as well, <laughs> well but with the lack of game. <laughs> Yeah, you, you did pretty well. Time, you know, that was always going to be a hard push. It was a lot easier this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. One, one start, one win the first year, so I'll take that. You still almost won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, what is your football story? Um, my football story is, I don't know, probably a little bit different to a lot of other players in the team. Um, obviously, I started out as a youngster. Uh, I lived in Coffs Harbour, so I played... Uh, at a club called Aurora Valley Dingoes, which was my first team. Uh, I played on the field for for the vast majority of my junior So I was up there for six years um, and then moved back to Melbourne when I was here yeah, to basically start high school. So yeah, I played on the field, um, come back down to Melbourne and went to Berwick City. Um, so the striker, I think a lot of goalkeepers think they're good strikers and I'm no exception. Um, so I was a very kind of 13s. Then I went back to, so I lived up in the hills in, in Jembrook. So sort of played with some schoolmates up at Mumbolk for a couple of seasons. Uh, and then I think I was, yeah, so I was playing in the under 16s. And then I, yeah, decided to, to, to go in goals um, and fill in for my brother's under 18 side. Um, so I'd, yeah, I played in the 16s, fill in like on the field and then fill in in the under-18s in goals. And I was playing in the senior reserves on the field as well. And then I'd sit on the bench for the seniors with the gloves. So I was sort of doing it all, just sort of tipping the toe in. Um, yeah, a couple of years at Mombok and then um, decided that I was a goalkeeper. Um, had one more year there and then went to Mornington, which was sort of my first stepping stone, I guess. Um, played in state two reserves. Um, met Peter Blasby, who was my goalkeeping coach. So I was obviously had a lot to learn still. Um, so sort of just started out. Uh, so yeah, a year a year in the reserves at Mornington, 
and then I went to I, I re-signed at Warnington and then I ended up training at South Melbourne um, to because they were, were interested and then ended up not getting the nod there. Then Warnington had signed another keeper, so I ended up going to Dufton for half the season. Then I ended up going back to Mornington. Um, so was, so I think that was 2014. So that was a pretty busy year. Um, again, just sort of trying to find my feet and, and my pathway. And then 2015, I, I signed for Bentley Greens, um, where I spent the next five years. So my first year, I was on the bench behind uh, Alistair Bray and then spent four years playing before yeah, joining New Blokes. Yeah, nice. Um, any highlights in that period thus far? or? Yeah, definitely my time at Bentley. Um, yeah, we were very successful. Won, won a lot of trophies. Um, but, yeah, them grand, grand finals I played in were definitely the pinnacle of uh, yeah, my pathway. Um, you know, it makes you hungry for success. So we had a good side, we had a good voice, we had a good a good spine that sort of stuck together and a good coach in, in Johnny A, who's obviously with us now. Um, but, yeah, definitely the highlights. Gross. Um, which keeper, you reckon, would have inspired you most as a kid? I know you said you did play a lot in the outfield, but as a young fella, did you ever look up to any, well, even any outfield players or specifically keepers? Yeah, well, I'm a... Big Newcastle United fan, so on the field it was always Alan Shearer. Um, yeah. And then I think we had Shay Given in goal. And then pro- probably more when I started to to playing goal was probably Tim Krull. Um, I liked him a lot. He, he uh, certainly saved us a few times. So, yeah, he was probably someone that I, that I looked up to. Nice. Yeah, he's still kicking on as well. Yeah, I think he's in the Premier League. Copping, um, copping it every week. Yeah, unfortunately, he can't keep him out. <laughs> Like you can at the moment. So, yeah. <laughs> what was it like in the call up from Bentley Greens to West United in 2019? If I'm honest, the surprise. Um, you know, I hadn't planned on. Not that I thought my ship had sailed, but um, yeah, I was sort of a fifth year in the NPL, and I was sort of um, almost accepted the fact that maybe that's as far as I was going to go. Um, you know, never doubted my ability, or, and always thought I could could kick on but it's just so hard to get opportunities when you haven't gone through the you know the the youth system or and obviously me starting later I think prevented me of them opportunities of you know sort of being on top of my game at you know 15 16 17 to to get noticed um but yeah the yeah I guess the that pathway was the one for me and and coming through now it's, it's something that I don't regret was J.A. involved in that or? Yeah, like, so basically what happened was um, I'd finished my seat. Well, I, I, I trialled with Newcastle in 2018. Um, I was up there for a week and, and got knocked back and then, yeah, just basically I, I'd started a bricklaying apprenticeship. So, I was, yeah, as I said, sort of not moved on, but, you know, sort of looking at the next phase of, of what I was going to do. Um, and then... Yeah, we had our 2019 season, which we at Bentley, which we finished. Um, we finished fifth, and we were struggling at the end of the year, and you know, we sort of, you know, didn't think we'd have much hope in the finals. And then we we sort of got, got it together and ended up winning the grand final. Um, I think the next day I went to Europe. I had this big Europe trip planned um, with you know three of my best mates, and 
was over there for six weeks um, and then yeah, came back and met the Bentley boys in Bali. So I yeah, had a big, big holiday. And then I was back, I reckon I was back for a week and then um, James Deliano did his ACL. And my, my phone was ringing the next day, basically saying that, that I'm in. And yeah, I was obviously a bit underdone coming off a, a big holiday, <laughs> as you can imagine. But yeah, like it just it just happened. It's it's weird. Like I don't know. I sort of think sometimes the more I wanted it, the harder it was to get. And then when I sort of, you know, accepted the fact that maybe it wasn't for me, then then all of a sudden it was at my front doorstep. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Jay, as you as you mentioned, Jay, yeah, I guess he was a connection. I think it's always helpful in football if you know someone. Um, and obviously, I was with Jay for five years, so mm. I'm sure he put a, a good word in, and and uh, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. On the topic of going from uh, Bentley to Western United, obviously Bentley being semi-pro, Western United being a, a professional team. What are the, the uh, a lot of things would be the same, but what are the biggest differences? Just jumping, uh, you know, making that next step in your career. Yeah, well, um, obviously, full time is the probably the biggest one. Um, you know, I was always used to, to working, working all day, and then and then going to training at night, and then playing on the weekend. Um, and that was sort of that's what the MPL boys do, and, and I was used to that. And you know, my biggest shock was going from that to you know being in from say nine till one, and then that's your day done. So that was the biggest jump for me. But on the field, I guess it's you know just the intensity and and you got to turn up every day and you got to beat the top of your game. Um, there's so many boys that are sniffing around for a spot. So if you if you let your guard down, if, if you're sort of established in the NPL, I guess you can, you know, maybe have a night off here and there and sort of take it easy and maybe see the physio or, um, you know, just relax a bit. But obviously this environment, it's it's cutthroat and yeah, everyone's fighting for spots. So you no time to waste. Yeah. And um, obviously you touched on, uh, you had the apprenticeship as well as a bricklayer. Has that uh, influenced your Tetris skills at all? Have you gotten better at Tetris with that? Well, I used to cut a lot of mud and move a lot of bricks. So I guess moving the bricks helped me in the Tetris. But, yeah, <laughs> I think I think, um, I think them bricklaying days helped me a lot in, you know, basically knowing what what the real world can be like because um, it's a tough job, um, a job that I enjoy, but it's, it's hard work there's no denying that and I think you know being there and and experiencing that and you know waking up at 5 30 every morning and crawling out of bed and tail between the legs this gives me you know that that outlook on, on what what it can be like if you don't take your opportunities no. yeah definitely would have definitely would have built up the tradey strength as well yeah which is a different kind of strength yeah. to football strength. Yeah. 100%. Did you find that there was a bit of a bubble going from that semi-pro to professional of how people act or anything? Is it like a completely different world, that like the professional sports world? Yeah. I think well, I think it is until you sort of get in there and get comfortable. Um, you know, like I'm a pretty, pretty boisterous character, like to, you know, have a laugh and, and carry on a bit, so which I did at Bentley. Um, and then obviously coming to a professional club, you sort of shut your mouth and, and you got to start from scratch again. So, um, you know, you got to earn the respect of the boys and then 
you know, once you sort of break through and it's always nice if you can play a few games to to show that you're at the level. Um, and th- But then I guess it's, uh, I sort of look at it as like, like inside the four walls, it's a bit like going to school. Um, you know, with all your mates, everyone's carrying on. Um, you know, when you when you need to be professional and speak on, obviously everyone does that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a. I think yeah, as a young player coming through, it's probably a bit more daunting, and you think, well, you know, what's it like? But once you once you're in there, it's all the boys are good and everyone's there having a bit of fun. But obviously, doing the job that's at hand. Nice. Um, you made your professional debut against Adelaide in the draw, dropping five-one victory. What was that like? Oh shit, myself to be honest. <laughs> when I yeah, when Philip went down, um, uh, yeah, I mean we won five-one, so it was obviously a, a great a great moment and a good, good debut, I guess. I remember, yeah, come on. Um, I think there's like some rule with the three-minute concussion, so Philip was down, and I'm sort of starting to warm up and thinking, oh, he. We go like I'm on them or not, and then yeah, I got the call and um, yeah, I was, as I said, shooting myself, come on, and I think Dee had had a joke with me as I walked past him, which sort of calmed me down a little bit, and I think I copped a goal five minutes later, which didn't help. But I probably looking back, I probably could have done a bit better on. Um, but I think we played that well that day. That I guess the boys sort of you know took the nerves away from me and were banging goals in, and then it got to three one. 4-1, and then I thought, oh, this is pretty easy, actually. So, yeah, all right. Picked a good day for it as well. That was probably the best away support, I reckon, we've ever had. Yeah, 100%. Uh, outside the state. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we were all wrapped to see you come on and do well. Yeah, and obviously the fans getting around me as well certainly helped. I think you did, a, like, a, a fl- like just a straight flush of votes that week, man, like, for last, that, that <laughs> game. It was, it was pretty solid. And yeah. that's when the guys made it back because half of them were there for a couple of days. <laughs> Good times. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sportsmates A-League Live app, which we use to follow the game with live scores, in-depth stats, and news on everything A-League and FFA Cup related. Check out the links for Android and Apple in the podcast description. Now back to the interview. So uh, in 2021, obviously, Curdo got injured and you had to fill that number one spot. And... Uh, a lot of people were very impressed, you know, especially from outside the club because you sort of come out of nowhere and all of a sudden you're getting man of the match every, every second week and keeping them out left and right. What was it like going from, you know, the back up and sitting on the bench and, you know, waiting for that call up to playing and then like pretty much being the first name on the team sheet in and out every week, you know, having to play the full 90 minutes? Yeah. Um, again, like was obviously... I come on again concussion, which was was actually one year to the day from it was March seventh, two thousand and twenty, when I come on in Adelaide, and then I was actually away with my parents, my brother, like like the night before we're out at Phillip Island, someone's birthday or something, we're just hanging out, and I said to Dad, I said, "Oh, I'm going to come on tomorrow because it's a year since it's a year since uh, last year." Anyway, the exact same thing happened concussion, and yeah, come on and. Um, Again, a few little nerves, but just sort of ease into it. And I think we, I think we lost to Western Sydney that day. And then, yeah, we had the short backup, which obviously meant that I was definitely going to play because the concussion protocols, I think seven days, whatever. So I knew it was an opportunity. Um, and yeah, I just thought, I'd, you know, took, take it game by game. And obviously, the more you play, the more comfortable, the comfortable you feel. 
And being a number two, it can be tough because you sort of, you know, you might not play for a year and there's nothing, nothing can compare to, to getting the, the games under your belt. So, yeah, I just kept building and I was feeling good, playing well and obviously getting a lot of support from you know, friends, family and the supporters. Um, and I guess I just, yeah, kept building on it. And, yeah, I, I think personally I had a, a good season. I was you know, very happy, especially just coming in and being able to hold my own because, you know, them sort of moments can make or break you really. Like if I, I think that game against Sydney, I think we lost, but I, I had a good game. And if, if I didn't play well that game, then we would have been you know, chances after. I think that was the one. Yeah. Was it one nil? Yeah, I think we, I think it was two nil, and then we Brisbane. I played again against Brisbane, yeah. and I'd have blinded one one nil. If I didn't play well them two games, then Philip would have just come back into the team, and you know who, who knows where I'd be. You know what I mean? So it's just them little moments that I guess make you make your career. And I guess I had a yeah good little good little run of games last year to to get me going. Yeah, hopefully you can keep that keep that up this season keep that number one spot it's going to be rough with Young in there but yeah he's yeah, a good we'll, he's we'll a good bloke but uh, yeah I reckon we're working well together yeah I'll, I'll, I'll have a word with Johnny for you <laughs> yeah, um, um, unfortunately I'm not, I'm not the coach so I'll just do what I'm told yeah. just, uh, happens. just wait for that uh, was it was it May 7th or March 7th that's, uh, that's your time <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um any highlights from your from last season? Um, well, I think playing, getting a run of games, obviously probably the biggest highlight. Just being out there. Um, I think my mum and dad flew up to Sydney for the for my starting debut. That was a definitely a highlight. Um, and then I think the the first game, well, the game after that against Brisbane, um, it was probably probably one of my best games. And I had a lot of friends and family that came to the game and we won. We got three points, which is always the the best best case scenario. Um, but yeah, I think even, you know, Wellington away, just playing in front of, I think it was 25,000 there or whatever it was. Um, now, obviously, things you dream about when you're a young tucker. So mm. seeing all them things and, and I guess just feeling, feeling that you belong. Um, as I said, like I, sort of came in off, a, off an injury and um, until you, you actually prove yourself, you sort of have them doubts that, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I don't really deserve to be, I got lucky or or whatever. Um, so just being able to perform at the level was probably the biggest satisfaction for me. Yeah, well, you definitely did. You, you stopped as many shots within the time span of the games you played versus other people who played the whole season. So solid season. Yeah. Now on to moving forward a little bit, how's your pre-season training going under the new manager? Yeah, it's been good. Um, it's been different. Um, but, yeah, couldn't, couldn't say a bad word about about how we've been going. Uh, obviously, uh, John Alessi's come in and Hayden Fox. Um, the boys are working hard. Uh, really tough sessions, but really beneficial. Um, I think we're working really well together and, I don't think anyone's really talking about us as well, which is, you know, probably a good thing. We're just going about our business. Um, and, yeah, I think we're building nicely for, for November 20 when we kick off. Very keen for that. Um, now, obviously, Ryan, personally for me, and I know a lot of the other guys, we love seeing you run the box and head of the ball. 
probably a bit of that on-field experience you had when you were a youngster. Yeah. But uh, other than that, which is flawless, uh, what areas of your game do you reckon you need to improve on the most or that you have improved on the most, especially like in the off-season or with the consistent game time? Yeah, I think – I don't think there's anything in particular. I'm um, obviously always trying to to work on sorry, all, all aspects of, of goalkeeping. Um, and I'm, I do a lot of video with Frank Urich, uh, my goalkeeper coach. Um, so always, you know, picking apart trainings and and games and, and you know, finding areas to improve. Um, and I guess for me, I'm just trying to improve all round as a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, probably probably shouldn't ask that question in case any of the uh, <laughs> yeah, strikers from the other teams are listening, actually, yeah, now that I think away. about it. Bit of a silly one. <laughs> On that note, how are you finding training in the like currently? Are you like doing a lot of stuff with the group, or you guys have like a big personal regime at home? Or yeah, so we've been. Um, well, I think it's nearly 10, 11 weeks we've been in now. Um, also, very fortunate to be able to still work in these conditions. Um, but yeah, there's there's been a couple of like days where there might have been a COVID, someone's gone to a exposure site or. And, Training sort of hasn't gone ahead, or or getting tests or whatever. Um, but yeah, we've been been working hard as a group. Um, personally, I've sort of we, me, uh, Youngie, and a couple of young keepers, Charlie and Luca, we've been working hard with Frankie. We sort of you know there with Frank for half the session, I guess, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, head over to the the main group where we'll join in. So yeah, just just working hard. I think still six weeks to go. So. Counting down the days, really. Nice. How's Charlie going? Is he a good egg? Because he was in the the active support with a couple of lads a year or two ago. So, how's he going? Good. Yeah, he's doing he's doing well. Charlie. He's um, yeah, I think he's what I think he's eighteen now. So he's feels a lot more comfortable when he when he first coming. Obviously, it's ner- there's nerves, there's you know everything that you've got to deal with. Um, but yeah, it's good to see a, a Western boy get an opportunity to to be with the senior team. Um, and, yeah, he's been training well and he's uh, definitely improving. Um, quite envious of his height. He's, he's got the perfect frame to be a goalkeeper. Me and Youngie barely touched the crossbar. So. Maybe a <laughs> no. bit too lanky at the moment, but yeah. he puts I'm the sure beef on, might be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, he's just shaved the lid as well, which is a nice, nice <laughs> point. A bit more aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another uh, taken away from you know the actual playing side of football, more of a personal question. Uh, if you could have a beer with any you know former footballer, football personality, managers, you know any of that, who would it be? Um, I'm going a bit left field and say Joey Barton. Joey Barton. Yeah, that's not that is not what I expected to be completely yeah. honest, but because I I loved him when he was. Playing for Newcastle, um, I'm sure he's got a lot of press press about him. Whether it's there's positives and, and negatives, but yeah, fascinating character. Yeah, I'd love to sit down and pick his brain and enjoy beer. You no, know, that'd actually probably be close to the top of my list. That I think <laughs> yeah. about it as well. To be completely honest, yeah. I don't blame you. Um, here's another fun one. What is your current go-to song on Spotify? Um. I actually found my um, my old SoundCloud login. Oh no! Which is yeah, 
So, yeah, I had a, had a little look through my old playlist and there's a bit of like Calvin Harris and just a few a few songs that have sort of take me back to you know, nights out as a, a young fella. So, that yeah, I've been spinning that uh, um, lately. Um, but always go back to the DMAs. They'll always find their, their way back coming through the speakers. So... Yeah, you didn't not. make any music on on your SoundCloud, did you? Do you have a no. fire mixtape at all, or no? no. I was going to say we could probably, you know, update the the intro yeah. song for the podcast if you did. But <laughs> I play a little bit of guitar, but that's that's as far as I get. But yeah, not very well. Damn, I thought you were going to like have a, a rap battle with Joey Champness or something. I was real excited when you yeah. said SoundCloud. Um, yeah. On that note, I think it was on the green room. You're wearing a Skeg shirt, which yes, good band. Do you like June Rats and stuff like that, or? Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of guess when I was Brick Lane, we had Triple J on every day. So, um, yeah, Skeggs, DMAs, Ballpark Music, Spacey Jane, Line Cordial, all them sort of bands I could get around. Been to a few <laughs> few festivals back in the day as well, which were always fun. So, oh, nice. Bit of King Gizzard or are they a bit too out there for you? Yeah, I, I know a few of their songs. <laughs> they got too many the albums. Yeah. Well, like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just uh, when I I remember listening to Triple J. That's just the one that always really stuck out for me. Yeah. Good band though. Good name. Um, back to football. Uh, before a game, uh, do you have any sort of ritual, anything you go through to sort of get you in the motions, get you fired up? Um. It's sort of weird, like sort of probably touching on one of the questions earlier, like especially when you play away, like especially when you play away at night, like you're sort of in the hotel room all day. Um, so it's such a long day wait, just waiting for the game, whereas I used to go to work, lay some bricks and then and then jump on the park. So probably the build-up, just try to keep busy. Um, you know, I don't really like just to sit and wait for the game because obviously there's a million things running through your head. Um and then I guess once we get there, just sort of, I like to go out and have a look at the ground, sort of stand in the goal and just you know, visualise what's going to going to happen, usually good things. But, yeah, oh, one thing I do, I sort of, you might have seen it, like I sort of touch the post crossbar and then other posts. Um, I don't know, I guess. You have to do that in the A-League. We've seen them fall over before, so yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. Trying to protect, protect the goal in my little house. Um, wicked. Uh, have you noticed, have you played with any players that have had any bizarre rituals? You don't have to name names. Um, maybe a certain Italian midfielder. Oh, uh, <laughs> he's very blase, very calm and dancing and carrying on. Um, actually, I always wear his boots before. That's probably one. I think it's more <laughs> for him. I've got a big, big size 12 flipper, so... I try to squeeze into D's size 10, I think, to stretch it for him. Um, my feet are all curled up in his boots for a couple of minutes before the game and then, yeah, he'll put them back on and and he'll, he'll tell me how, how how good they fit. I was going to say, does he know about this or is this something that's <laughs> yeah. no, he, even all that West exclusive? He, he looks for your points. He said, yeah, come on, let's go, shoes. Well, that's so, probably yeah. the weirdest re, we, uh, pre-game ritual yeah, heard of so far. Yeah. It's a good one. Not by, not by choice. <laughs> Manual labour. 
So I hope you don't get a foot fungus from that. You know what I mean? It's a bit weird sharing shoes. But, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to pass on to fans or family or anything? Um, oh, if, if there's any family listening to this, g'day. How are you? I hope you're well. <laughs> um, for the fans, I think just um, you know, I think memberships are coming out this week or next week. So get involved, guys. Um, you know, we're still – Obviously, we're still finding our way as a club. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the background to get us to where we want to be. But, um, you know, these years are crucial. We need everyone to stick with us and, and get on board. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll, all this COVID stuff, everything opens back up and um, everyone can come to the games. And, yeah, I just think we can – I think we're in a good place at the moment. Um, you know, pre-season-wise, we're, you know, I think we're looking good. Um if we can get the, the supporters coming through the gates and singing and dancing and um, enjoying themselves, hopefully can you know start the season really well. Obviously, after coming off eight losses in a row last year, so you know we really need to to turn that around. And I think we're in a, a great position to do so. Um, so yeah, get memberships, get to the games. The more the merrier, and then let's really start start pushing on with this football club. Wicked. Uh, thank you again for your time and um yeah, have a, can't wait to talk again, mate. No worries. Any time for others. Yeah, no, cheers, you- Ryan. Uh-